Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. We are re-recording the show from last night as the audio did not come out very well. So it is Sunday morning recording the show for after game 46 of the 22-23 regular season. Rockets lose once again. They have lost their 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11, 12, 13th game in a row. They lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 113 to 104. I uh, got a chance to rewatch the game this morning, so wanted to do a quick recap. Once again, the audio from last night did not come out very well, so we are re-recording the show this morning. So if you guys would like to discuss anything Houston Rockets related, Go ahead and hit that request to speak button. We'll bring you up right on stage. In the meantime, we will talk. All things Rockets, Timberwolves from last night. Rockets lose 113 to 104. We welcome good friend of the show, Ryan, to the show. Ryan, good morning. How are you? Morning, Mike. Uh, dude, I went to things last night, watched the fights, and had too many wings, so I'm feeling like crap this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Sounds like you had a decent night. Hopefully you weren't watching Rockets Festival. I haven't watched my fifth straight game now, so I'm happy. I mean, Anthony Edwards had 44 points. The dude's a monster. Um, Last night for the Rockets, hey, look, all five starters in double figures. KJ had 15. Tari had 14. Shangun had 19. You know, he had 19 and 16. You know, he had 16 boards last night. You got to give the guy credit. Shangun played well last night. Gordon had 16. Jalen Green had 10. I mean, Jalen looks checked out. It's Dude, I have a, a big question to ask you. Yes. Do you think if the Rockets have figured things out with John Wall, they'd be better than what they are now? No, because there's no intention to ever figure things out with John. You know, we, t- we talked about J- Jeremy and I earlier this week on Monday talked about John- the John Wall interview. The more I think about it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, John Wall, to me, is is a second-grade loser in the NBA. He's a great player, you know, great individual stats, but his teams never did it. His teams never did anything, yeah. you know? And that's, to me, I was having this conversation mm-hmm. with my buddy Ryan this week. The only thing that matters to me, and Jeremy and I talked about this on Monday show, if you guys want to go listen to it, the only thing that matters at this point is winning games to me. Like talking about stats is cool, but it simply doesn't matter. Josh Christopher played 15 minutes last night. He had 10 points. He was a plus two. Why is he only playing 15 minutes? The more this guy plays, the better he gets. I just think that if they did think, figure things out with John Wall, we'd have an actual point guard instead of Kevin Porter Jr., you know? Okay, but KBJ's not even playing right now, you know? I, mean, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know the, the specific reason for that. You can call it an injury. They call it that. I think, he, I think he was hurt, to be fair to the conversation. But I don't think that they're in any rush to get him back, if you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying they're holding it out on purpose. Yeah, I'm saying that it would not shock me if they're saying, KPJ, you're good. Make sure you're 110% rested up before we bring you back. You know, yeah, that's that's what I see. And last night is an, is another indication. The Rockets front office is not going to do anything at this point. They're going to ride this season out with exactly what they have. You know, they're, they're not going to do anything at the deadline. There was news that came out yesterday, or I guess what's today, Sunday. Saw it Friday. The Bucs are trying to get Eric Gordon for four second round picks. Why would you do that if you're the Rockets? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. You know? Now, I, t- I take that back, Ryan. I, it does do something for me in the sense that you get rid of Eric Gordon and you open up playing time for your younger guys because that's important to me. And the season's done. I mean, you say you haven't watched your fifth straight game. The Rockets' yeah. season is over. It's done. Finished. Now, it's been, over. Well, it's been over for the last five weeks or so ever since. They started really losing games. But at this point, what are you going to learn about the Rockets for the rest of the year? Uh, learn? Uh, there's like, there's I mean, not I'm, much to learn. That's what I'm saying. I mean, dude, is we know what these guys are at this point, for the most part, at least in my opinion. You're showing that Jalen Green, great individual talent, 
you're, he's, not, you're he's, gonna not ready, ha- he's not ready to be the guy yet, though. You're going to have flashy plays, but you're not going to have wins from those flashy plays. No, which is sad. You know, like last night. Last night was a night. Why is Shingun only getting nine shots? You know, like yeah, you, you lost by nine points to a team that didn't even have Gobert or uh, uh, what's his name? Um is Cat Carl, Carl Anthony Towns did not play last night. No. You know, Cat didn't play. McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, Reed, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards had 44 last night. I took the score. I thought we had like a, like an eight-point lead on them at one point. Something named Nathan Knight for them had 19 points off of the bench. I I say that tongue-in-cheek. Yes, respect to him. He's in the NBA. Nathan Knight had 19 and was a plus 23. This is a guy that on the regular season averages three and a half points. By NBA standards, he's a scrub and he sucks. And the thing is, <laughs> I just, Ryan, I'm at, a, I'm, I'm at a loss at this point. Because you've lost 13 games in a row. And the front office for the Houston Rockets, again, I, I've said this numerous times. Said, your owner sucks, your GM sucks, your head coach sucks. I don't know how much plainer I can say it. And I wonder if we can get. Do you think, do you think Eric Gordon is worth a first round pick and maybe some other like sixth uh, sixth man or just a pick? No, the Rockets completely overplayed their hand with this Eric Gordon situation. Like they, they are, they, not they, he, not dis- destroyed is not the right word. He's been openly disrespectful towards the current roster and the organization as a whole. And he's still here. Why? Because you feel like you have a shot at James Harden. James Harden is just trying to get more money because he took a pay cut this year from Philadelphia. Some people out there are saying, you know, I, I love to get to get James Harden back. Well, yeah, me too. And James didn't the King didn't the Kings beat the Sixers last night? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, so. I I haven't looked at it. But you know, Ryan, any final thoughts before I get to Adam? Um, you know, it's kind of fun thing we should do uh, after every Rockets loss. We should do like a like a tankathon thing, like to see like a spin on the big the land for like. Draft pick wise, it's kind of, it's kind of a fun thing to do, but it's up to you. I'll look, at, I'll look into that. I don't, I don't want to give any more thought or credence to tanking because I hate it. I hate this. This sucks. You know, no, it does suck. It's not so, fun. Thank you for joining the show as always, my friend. All right, man. Let's go to our next speaker of the day, Mr. Adam. Adam, what's going on, man? Hey, Mike. Hope you're doing well this morning. Brother? You too. Uh, yeah, for, for Ryan, the Sixers actually beat the Kings last night, and they beat the Kings without Harden or Embiid. And I'll give you another example of a good young team or a team that actually plays with effort. The Hornets. The Hornets beat Atlanta at full strength, and the Hornets beat them without LaMelo Ball. So those are kind of two examples of, mm. of teams that play with pride, regardless of who's on the court. You know? Yep. 
Yep. No, I mean, I thought Charlotte. I thought Charlotte looked good the other night. You know, I thought that they they play hard. They play with a purpose. I think might be the best way to put it. And the Rockets don't. They, they should be downright. They should be embarrassed and, at the way that they're playing right now. They should be. The Rockets are a team that they don't. They they should know by now. If they don't, I hope they know now. They don't need to try to lose. They are not good enough, even when they're yeah, trying right. to win. So, yeah, like, right. you know, like Fair. they, they will, they will have the worst record by three or four games by the end of the season. You know, like yeah. Detroit's going to keep winning, even though they don't have Cade. You know, but I want to, I want to talk about one major thing. You know, we, we keep rehashing a lot of the same things, but I wanted to talk about one major thing. Hmm. So what you're going to see, if you're not already seen on the highlights, is is Anthony uh, is uh, is Ant basically dunking on Shingun twice and almost you know embarrassing the Rockets three or four times with highlight dunks, right? And we're going to focus on Shingun and his defense. That's what most people are going to do. But I want to talk about Jalen Green being the worst perimeter defender yep. on this team. On to on those two plays that he dunked on Shingun, he was a turnstile. Ant went right around him, no, you know, no resistance. Jalen Green, for as as athletic as he is, doesn't move his hips well, doesn't move laterally. I don't know if it's effort-based. I think it's more so effort-based after, you know, he starts a game and he's basically one for five, one for ten. You know, his offense dictates his intensity on defense is what it seems like to me. I mean, for a guy that's that – excuse me – <clears throat> that's that thin, like that guy should be able to to fight over screens, over picks, right? Like you, you're that you're thin enough to get over that. You're quick enough. You're you're that's, you're, I mean, you're that quick. I mean, it's just it's really terrible, and nobody calls him out on him. And there may be some people that are like, "Hey, why why did Silas sit green for you know such a, a big chunk of the last end of the third quarter and like the first half of the fourth? I was proud of Silas for doing that. He was actually identifying that, hey, Jalen Green is actively working against us on defense, you know? Like, well, and I think and I think Jabari Jabari not playing last night didn't help. Jabari's out with an injury. So you're missing 40% of your starting lineup. It's a good point, though. I mean, Jalen has been bad defensively. The problem with it, Adam, is I'm not in favor of benching him, and here's why. He's not going to learn – let me see how I want to phrase this. Some people will say the only way he'll learn is by benching him. I go the other way. He's your third overall pick. He's your franchise cornerstone at this point. You can't bench that guy. You can't do it. The way I see it, I could be wrong. But you're going to bench your, your franchise cornerstone? If you are, we got a bigger problem to talk about then. He might have sat a little bit too long, but yeah. I think there's. I think it's a good experience to be like, hey, if you mess up, you're sitting on the bench for three minutes, and I'll bring you back. I'm going to tell you what you did wrong, yep. and I want to see some improvement next time. I want to see more effort. You know, I think yeah. that's no. Fair. I feel. Well, I feel you. I I think. I just like it's just this is the same shit. Just game after game after game after game. You know, I see it. People are tired of talking about the same thing, but like, this is where we are. This is what this team is. They are the worst team in basketball, and they nothing is going to change. You know, do you find it weird, Adam, that the whole thing went down with Wall? We didn't hear from Stone. 
we haven't we haven't heard anything from Raphael Stone. When was the last time he talked about this team openly? Well, and J- Jeremy said, I'm you know, it's not his job, cause... or it's not it's not in their responsibility, him or mm. uh, or Fertitta to talk. So, guys, you're just going to openly trash your organization, and now it's going to be. No, it, it is his job. That is his job. Like, listen, he, you know, he and all general managers, no matter how much they are kind of open to like the media, kind of, you know, how close they are to the media, they talk during All Star break. I don't know if I expect Raphael Stone to talk during the All Star break to explain any of this stuff. But the reason why I didn't, you know, I, I'm not surprised is because the Rockets are so bad, they're so irrelevant that people don't even care. If this was the Lakers, yeah people would talk about it. You know, if this was people talking about you know, any other team, basically this would be a, this would be on all the podcasts and, you know, all NBA media, but it's not number two. So they don't, they know what they're doing. They're not going to address it. You know, they're going to let this thing, you know, go through the NBA cycle and, and uh, be forgotten. And on, you know, on top of that, I think it's just, it's yeah. It, there's there's so many so many things you know, um, but like the the thing that I see that's wrong. Cause I, I'm not gonna rehash old stuff. I think there are new trends that we're seeing. There's a lot of talk right about you know players saying yeah we should play through Alperin Shingun. They tried to get him the ball a little bit. But they're just so bad that they just gave up after a little while. And Shingun didn't do himself any favors. He had like four turnovers in the set, you know, in the third quarter, you know, that was, he, he was, he was part of the reason why the Rockets, you know, he's part of the reason why they gained that 12 point lead or that 10 point lead and why they lost it, you know? And it's, you know, so they just are so undisciplined. It's almost, you know, even really fair broadcasters from the opponents are just really, you know, speaking the truth about it. You know, just there's laughing at how easily that the Rockets are turning the ball over. No, no team turns the ball over 20 times a game like the Rockets. And like that's that's something from two, three years ago. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Well, and Sean, I see you in the speaker request. I'll get to you in just a minute. I uh, dude, the no one cares. I, I don't know, I don't know how much yeah. more we can say about this. Adam, is that you just summed it up perfectly, right? The the problem with Shengun, I'll continue to say this because people have accused me directly. You hate Shengun. You at the Dream Shake, you know, go to thedreamshake.com. When we post these shows, people say, Mike hates Shengun. No, I don't. Adam just summed it up perfectly. Whatever you do for him offensively, he's going to give up defensively. Period. And people have said, well, he can turn into a better defender. Okay, that's fine. But he's not a better defender right now. Nate, Nate Knight was their de facto center. I know he plays forward, but he was their de facto center. They didn't play Nas Reed very much in the second no. half. They played Nate, Nate Knight. And Nate Knight scored 19 points. He, you know, so like there have been there have been four or five so times. It's so embarrassing. There have been four or five times, maybe even more, where Shingun goes off for 20 in the first half. Teams adjust. And he goes for this. He scores one or two points. He's listen. He still might be the very best option to run your offense through. That doesn't speak to how great he is. That just speaks to how limited the options are for the Rockets. And oh, this is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. 
cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Well, speaks yep. to, you know, just how much, you know, Jalen Green should be a little better. I mean, it's just, you don't want to criticize. We don't know the whole story, but it's just like, just because it's not a bad thing for us to criticize even Jalen Green, because we expect, we want him to be better. He still is the best hope that we have, you know, currently on this roster. He just needs to do do better. And uh, I, I still am very worried that there is a hand, it, there's no no doubt in my mind that Shane, that uh, Silas is going to be here by the end of the year. He's going to finish the season. I think it's I, I'm I'm growing extremely wary that he will be here next year. I, I that there's some kind of handshake agreement <laughs> that hey, help us tank. You have a year with an actual star. You know, we'll hopefully get Scoot or Wembenyama. You know, it's that that's what I took from the John Wall stuff that. Maybe Silas hasn't always been a willing participant in this thing, but he's married to this thing now. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 really depressing, and uh, this is what it is. They, you know, I think the the worst team in NBA history was the ninety five ninety six Vancouver Grizzlies. That was um, two or three years into their, um, that might've been their first, their, I think two or three years into their, into their expansion, they lost 19 games in a row and then lost 23 games in a row. Um, two losing streaks during that year, this losing streak, it could extend to 20, you know, it's possible. I, I would not be, I would be surprised if I got to 23. I, you just have to luck into a win, you know, here or there, but it's possible. And if that happens, maybe something changes. Maybe when, when this start gets them getting on first take, cause they, you know, they get, they got like the worst, you know, losing streak in, in NBA history, but it's uh, it's, and it's, it's worse than what we saw two years ago and last year, because 
this team, listen, we talk about talent. Every team is talented. You have to be talented to be an NBA player. The 12th man, Isaiah Joe, who was cut by the Philadelphia 76ers and signed by Oklahoma City, he's talented. Like he, you, give, you give a talented guy an opportunity and he might, and the right opportunity, and he might show out. But there's something to be said about just like effort, character, pride. There are certain things that this team doesn't play with as much anymore. And some of it is just because they're young guys and maybe they don't have good examples, but we still have to get on them. You know, we can get get on Silas can, you know, still, but these are adults. These aren't kids. And you got, we, we got to hold these guys to a higher standard. Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, the guys that we hope that are here for, for when the Rockets get good again, hopefully in a year and a half, a year, hopefully maybe, you know, maybe they do a turnaround like the Giants, but that requires what requires a great head coach, you know, going from Joe Judge to Brian Dayball. And that's something that I hope that they're willing willing to do. And, and for the Rockets, they're going to have to pay $5 million, $6 million a year for a good coach. That's just what it is now, you know? They won't do it. They just won't do it. So all great points, Adam, as usual. I appreciate you joining my man. Let's finish the show up. Go to Sean. Sean, what's going on, man? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? You're doing a little Good, bit, brother. bit better than uh, last night. You were pretty down last night, and I'm sorry, man. I know. Ah, it's all it good, sucks. man. Rec- it, it sucks having to come up here and uh, and, and talk every after every uh, game for the Rockets, so I do understand. Um, it is what it is. I, hey, before I get into them, um, I know Adam was just up here, and Adam, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't put it in the chat, but you are talking about the Vancouver Grizzlies. If you ever want a couple of good things to check out, there's this director of Vancouver, Kat Jamie, who's done one um, documentary called Finding Big Country, and they got a new documentary out about the 90s Vancouver Grizzlies called um, um, The Grizzly Truth. So it's kind of cool. If you you know you get a chance online, check them out and try to um, find them. Great logo, by the way. Yeah. Those, that, old, that old Grizzlies logo and that color scheme oh. and the jerseys that they had. Oh, I love that. Oh, it. my God. Th- those are the best. Bryant Reeves. I love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim yep. was on those teams. I mean – Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's definitely going down. Um, it's great to go down memory lane sometimes. But uh, oh. onto the Rockets, and I know we've talked about the play and stuff, so it's not that. Like, one thing that I would say stuck out to me from last night's game, and if you get a chance, go back and look at the replay. I think it was the second quarter when Shingun did that great behind-the-back pass, like you just seemingly blindfolded to a cutting Josh Christopher, which is a great read by Christopher, seeing he was double teamed and needed help and cut in and do it. That was an amazing play. Announcers are going nuts. But look in the background of that replay and look at the Rockets bench. And it's just stoic. Like you get some polite golf clapping and that's it. And I'm just thinking, wait a minute. I see so many NBA teams right now when a play like that happens they are jumping up off the bench and towel-waving and fist-pumping. They love it. It's an amazing play. That's supposed to be an uplifting play, and everyone's just kind of, eh, whatever. I mean, yep. coaching staff, care. everything. Like, no one cares. And, like, this yep. is – now you realize where the culture issue comes in. And it kind of, to me, you know, John Ball's comments, now it just went right to it. I'm like, you've created this culture. 
this is what stone has well, created and it's yeah awful. it's bad dude like it's it's one of these it's the how do i want to say this we've talked about comparing the rockets to other sports here in the city you know the texans the astros this might be the worst sports situation I've ever been a part of as a fan. Is that fair? Yeah. Is that, a, is that, I'm trying to think. No, like, no, no, it, it's I, I'm fair a dog. because it, yeah. at least with like, with a baseball team, you got to wait for guys to come up from the minors. So you understand it. And when the young guys started coming up and they started doing well, you could see something, um, you know, it looks like they were, you know, trying, you know, the, there seemed to be a message that they were trying to convey. Like the Texans can be a bad situation, but when you don't have a quarterback and your previous regime gave up all your picks and put you in cap hell, well, you're going to suck for a couple of years. So you understand it. The Rockets have had back-to-back top three picks. They have eight, technically eight first-round picks on their roster right Crazy. You Crazy. can't be this bad with that many picks you've taken in the first round unless you've missed horribly. Well, this is also what happens when, and Jeremy and I have talked about this on numerous occasions, and I disagreed with him openly. He and I have talked about this. He wants to draft talent, just draft talent, just draft as much talent as you can get. Well, talent is great, but if they don't work well together, you have nothing. That's all. You have nothing. The Rockets right now have nothing. And it happened. I saw this coming when they when they made the Harden deal. The writing was on the wall then, Sean. And people disagreed with me. I think you disagreed. uh, And correct me if I'm wrong. I gave the Harden deal an F minus because you got no building blocks. Yeah, you got you got nothing in a way. Oh, Sean, we lost you. Um, but to continue on that point, hopefully we can get Sean back uh, here in a minute. Um, like, sorry. Sorry, you broke up there. Yeah, you No, sorry, there. I'm here. Sorry, call You're good. was coming yeah, no, but it, my phone. I was trying. But, but it, was an, it was an F- minus because you got people will argue, well, you got draft picks. Well, draft picks are great. I, I, but I, I seeing, agree that it isn't um, – I, I agree that the trade wasn't what we wanted. It, you can get what you needed out of it at the end of the day, and not taking what well, you you didn't was a mistake. Like not getting that not getting yeah. that extra young player was a mistake. Now, granted, them spinning Levert that too, like, Karis Levert too. Yeah, well, I I mean I, I can take or leave Karis Levert. I mean, I, I think he's a good bench player, but I, I think my thing is no, that's fine. no and. Well he, well, he swung for Oladipo, and in hindsight, you shouldn't have. Now, at the time he made the trade, and I looked at it, and I was like, okay, I, I get what he was doing with that one, though, because you had three scenarios that could play out. Oladipo could never recover, and the team craters, which is what happened, and you basically have to sell him off for peanuts. Oladipo could recover and start showing his all-star form but he doesn't want to stay. Well, then you could sell him off for even more assets than yep. you than you technically could have spun Jared Allen off of, but Jared Allen was also expiring. So Oladipo was probably, as a guard, would generate more interest in the trade that month. So I can see why I did that. Or Oladipo does return to his all-star form, 
he pairs with Wood really deck. well. Wall starts, you know, Wall's able to build up strength over the season. You realize, well, wait a minute, we've got at least a play-in team here. And if I make some more adjustments next offseason, we may be able to take a step up from there. And I re-sign Oladipo because he recovered his all-star form. And he did. He can't. The two guys. Yeah, the two guys. We're going to wrap the show up here in just a minute. Um, yeah. The two guys that they could have had in that deal were Jared Allen and uh, Karis LeVert. And right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers are 29-19, and 19, 10 games above 500. LeVert's averaging 13, four rebounds, four assists. Jared Allen, all-star, 14 points and 10 rebounds again. The Rockets made a bad bet on Oladipo because their cheap-ass owner didn't want to pay for a roster and does not want to pay for a roster that will compete not for a title, period. It's no longer an argument. You're now in year three where your owner spends no money on this team. Who's the most expensive guy on this team? Eric Gordon? Yeah, $19 million a year? That's your most expensive guy on this team right now. And people will say, and people can argue, well, they paid John Wall $40 million. Okay, you paid him $40 million to do nothing. That's an, it's a stupid move. What, you want credit for a stupid move? I ain't going to give yeah. it to you. Bad owner, bad GM, bad head coach. You're not going to do anything with those three things. No, no, you know? you're not. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad. And, yeah. And right? we, I mean, in, in the last thing I was going to say is I – I know we talk about Shagun's defensive liabilities, and a lot of times, like, the thing that gets me on Twitter, they're still having arguments on who the best player in the Rockets is. I mean, dude, they're 10 and 36. Who cares who the best player in the Rockets is? I mean, it's just like watching two yeah. toddlers try to have a race around the house, and the one that doesn't fall, doesn't trip and fall, is the one you declare the winner. I'm like, no, it's like two top, it's just a bunch of toddlers running around, don't know what they're doing. I mean, dude, I, I do give like a I bunch do, of drug midgets. It's just, it's, well, I do get, I do give Shingun credit because he did call out his teammates after the game the other night, where he's like, we have to, he's like, we have he to be did. better. And I, look, I'm a Shingun guy, not as my starting center. But he's earning credibility with me that he's a stud. Like offensively, the dude can straight out ball. Yeah. He tries. Yeah. He tries defensively, but he's just not good at it. Good rebounder. I think he's I think no. he's third in the league in offensive rebounds per game. Good. I mean, yeah. he's he's solid on the boards. I would yes. love to give him a viable center option, which is Victor Wenbanyama. Yes. But if they if I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would never wish bad on the Rockets, but I almost hope they get the third overall pick in the draft. I really do. Well, I mean, that would be because then well, I mean I, that'd be Brandon Miller, and I take Brandon Miller at the same time. I mean, honestly, before we go, the hot take is: if we don't get the first mm. pick in Wembenyama, I'd rather have the third. I'd rather have the third pick because I, I, I know Scoot is supposed to be a generational talent, but having seen what some of these young Ignite G League Ignite players and how they're adjusting to the NBA right now and not really doing well at it. I don't know if I really want a G League Ignite player in Scoot I, Henderson at two. Like I do just, think I do think Scoot is different though. I think Scoot is. I hope Scoot so. is John Morant the way I see it. I mean, the dude can straight out ball. Yeah. So it's always a pleasure, my friend. Well, thank you. You got you it, brother. You have a good Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. My name is 
Mike Brown. We'll be live with you guys tomorrow night, Monday night, after the next Houston Rockets game. If you're on Twitter, make sure to give the Dream Take a follow at the Dream Take. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. Follow the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Head on over to Facebook. Give us a like there. Search the Dream Shake. And finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, we'll talk with you uh, tomorrow night. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.